Welcome to this episode of Men Talk About. I'm your host, Paul Newell, New Wellness Guide, helping men and others, communities, companies, find their version of well-being. And this podcast is, mm, it's really about search for a person's well-being and the steps along the hero's journey to find well-being, to step into some uncomfortable places, to really step to oneself and explore oneself and get to the heart of what one really needs. So I'm excited for you to listen to this podcast. This is a good one. Um, I found myself listening to this several times during the editing process just to really soak in the gems and I'm excited for you to uh, listen to this guest which I have a feeling will be on many more times so without any further ado here's the podcast Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone this is Paul Newell, your host for the Men Talk About podcast the space for men's development, men's inner work, and men's education. This is for men. This is for the masculine energy so we can raise into a higher consciousness and uh, be able to do things in the collective that will help heal and ascend us all. And today uh, in this session, I have a special guest, Jewel Love from the West Side. West Side? Yes, Side? My man, I'm I'm over here giddy right now. I got a, I got a big grin on my face. Um, to give some history uh, about this man, he uh, learning more about Jewel, seeing him through Facebook, learning about him through the Mankind Project, and seeing the efforts and what he's putting out in the world. I really have a, a appreciation him for him from a man standpoint, from a black man standpoint, and also from a black man that's been in corporate for 20 years. So Joel works with uh, uh, organizations, the CEO and an executive psychotherapist for the black men, exe- black executive men, right, Joel? That's right. Black, ex- black executive men. And uh, he's also a CEO and co-founder of Champions Health. Uh, Champions Health, is that correct, Joel? Champions Mental Health, Mental Health. Uh, Champions Mental Health. It's a digital uh, it's, it's a digital health company, right? You put out different applications for mental stress and mental disease for corporate. Well, we're we working on that, but we have some tools that we're working on that are online based and will be app based for people to engage real time during our presentations to get metrics on where they stand emotionally, psychologically, and then track those and then track their growth over time. Mm, beautiful blessings. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And also CEO of Urban Health, initiating urban men into healthy manhood. So this man right here is putting in work in the collective, man, and doing very positive things. So it's, it's a blessing. I'm, I consider myself grateful to get this space with my man, chop it up, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And uh, to hear um, a, special, you know, a special topic that we want to have men uh, listen to as far as really tapping into self and tapping into those parts of ourselves that we may have deactivated looking mm-hmm. at what's the consequence and then also what's the actions that can be taken. So Jewel has been um, courageous uh, in, in being the one to have this conversation with me for this podcast. So 
Joel, before we get into it, man, is there anything else you want to share with uh, the listeners about what you're putting out in the world or anything I missed in the intro for you? You know, I got a couple things that are new. One of them is called Winning Daily, and you can find out about it, winningdaily.live. So it's on every day, weekdays, 8 to 8.20. It's just a burst, just a quick burst activation in the morning. And if you're on the East Coast, it's going to be near the afternoon where we do some wellness practices and put down your agenda, your to-do list for today, as well as an existential exercise around who are you becoming at this very transformational time. So there's winning daily. And in May, I have a conference. I'm co-launching a conference called the Transformational Summit. It's going to be online. Mm. And so you'll be able to sign up for that, uh, transformationalsummit.com. You can go there. It's just some preliminary information there, but you can go and put your email and get on the list for that. I think that's, yeah, that's the majority of it. That's what's up, man. That's yeah. what's up. I love what you're doing. And the, the theme I, I see, I experience with you, Jewel, is it's about uh, helping the shift in people. The accountability, mm -hmm. the support. One of the things mm -hmm. like uh, I noticed when I was when I was doing my research on you, because you know I'm, you know I got to put some work in. Yeah. Right? So um, so one of the things that I saw that you had, I think it was on the uh, the urban uh, on the urban healer site where you were talking about it was the four pieces of four um, uh, what was it? it was about like asking for help. It was about getting support. Oh, it was yeah. Let's see it now four ways to reclaim your power. Um, mm -hmm. lean into discomfort, ask mm -hmm. for what you want, mm -hmm. learn to say no, mm -hmm. get support. Mm -hmm. um, so listen, I, I want to, based on this, uh, to, for people to get to know you a little bit more before we dive into this, I'm going to go through each one of these um, four pieces. And if you could share a, a, a brief life experience that had you do each of these things, mm -hmm. right? Like lean into this. Yeah. So for example... So for the first part, leaning into discovery, based on what we heard on the, uh, on the website, in order to get something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. Avoiding discomfort will hold you back. Truly commit to your own growth by getting uncomfortable, by getting comfortable being uncomfortable. The only way out is through. So can you share with the listeners a time when you had to lean into discomfort? Yeah, there's a bunch of times that, that come to mind. Um, you know, so the first one is the, the biggest transformational moment for me when I was with uh, about 20, was it 25, 26, probably like 27 years old. And at that time, um, I had been primarily straight, heterosexual, meaning dating women and, you know, lusting after women and just like excited about that. But there had been moments when I had seen a dude or, or thought about men in a similar fashion. And I was like, Okay, that's a little different. That's not what any of my friends are going through, but I'm just going to keep that, you know, to myself. And when I hit 27, I was with a woman and it just started coming up more for me in my dreams. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this shit is, what is going on right now? Uh, this is just not what my friends are going through as far as I know. Uh, nobody in my family is gay or anything like that. But I did have a teacher who was gay growing up, Luigi Santini, bless his heart, rest, you know, you know, rest in peace. He was he was phenomenal. And um, gotcha. so I decided to you, lean you in. You kept this to yourself, too, right? This was like you, you had. For the most part, I'm sure. I, yeah, I probably did. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anybody I really told. There might have been a few people, but they were like, 
outer circle people. They were like people that, you know, didn't really matter that much. Uh, like okay. for me sharing that information, no consequence. So I remember I had a girlfriend at the time. She knows who she is. Shout out to her. She was super supportive around this topic. And um, and eventually I just told her, I was like, yo, I just had this dream. And, you know, we're like lying there. And, you know, she's my girlfriend. So that was a very uncomfortable thing because I knew what she's going to say. She's going to say, well, then shit, you don't like, what is, what are you saying? Like, you don't like women? Like, you don't want to be with me? Like, this is weird. I'm you know, basically it's kind of done. So I knew that was kind of where it went and that's where it went. And and that's much respect because I needed to go on my own journey. And that's exactly right. what I did. So for the next two, two, two years, I went and I saw a gay centered psychotherapist came out as a gay man to all my friends, all my family, uh, dated a couple of different guys, had a couple of different experiences, dated trans women, in the process that's a and that's a whole nother experience to date a trans woman it's just wow it's not man it's not man not they're not men they're not women they're their own in my experience they just have their own consciousness of, of that of like gender and it was amazing i'm not even going front it was an incredible type of experience for me but ultimately it just wasn't for me and nor was dating men there was it just didn't resonate for me a lot of the sexual stuff just didn't resonate but what did resonate for me and what gets to my own transformation that was so powerful and led me to men's work and the mankind project was i i found that in the gay community gay men were able to talk about feelings and emotions and be vulnerable uh, emotionally with mm. each other in the ways that my straight friends, it was like, if it, if it ever got too close to something, it was like, ah, no homo or, yes. you know, yes. hey, or gay shit or, you know, it's like, yeah, bro, I'm actually just having a real ass moment right here. Right, right. Can we talk about we, this for real? We can't be with what's really going on on the inner plane. So I looked at gay men like, damn, like jealous, like, damn, y'all can do this and we can't. And, and we're supposed to be the whatever, the alphas, this and that, but y'all got it going on in that capacity. So I was like, fuck it, I'm about to join y'all. And I did that, but ultimately it wasn't, it wasn't my vibe. It wasn't for me. And, um, and I was just like, I just like women. And that's like a really key part of being a gay, gay man is being sexually attracted to men. So I was like, all right, well, this, this isn't a fit. But the emotional connection I was able to find, uh, my therapist, he knew about men's work and he was deep, deep. He was deep in the game for men's work. And he initiated me into men's work, which is it's a psychological activation that happens between men where certain switches are hit around archetypes, mm. archetypes of the father. And so, boom, now I'm doing father healing work and like enraged at my own father and trying to heal that dynamic and grieving and things of that nature. Right. And then I get out of that and I'm maturing from that process and I go to Mankind Project and it's a whole community of men, uh, gay and straight and some trans men. So join this community initiated into the Mankind Project and it's this community, a lot of different kind of men, sexual orientation, you name it. a lot of straight men, but definitely gay men and bi men and trans men there. Uh, and we're all together in this experience of can you just be open and honest about places you've been hurt in life? or mm. places where you feel insecure and as men 
especially in a lot of the straight men's community, that's just off limits. So for me, but it was also powerful and they held me accountable and were like, if you want something, you really got to go get it and you have to use your full force and your power. And I was like, damn, I'm not really feeling that in the greater society that I'm being pushed as a man or held in a man is accountable in that way. And this is what I've been missing. Like, this is what I've been needing. Soul accountability. Mm, Integrity accountability. Verbal accountability. Physical showing up. Presence accountability. Just all these levels of me that were just free-flowing and just out there. It was like, nope, get this locked in, this locked in, this locked in, this locked in. And it helped me to mature and be stronger as a man. So to circle back to your question, lean into discomfort. <clears throat> I think leaning into like, what is, what is going on here for me? And this whole gay vibe was coming up for me on a, I think on a psychological level to really wake me up and get me on this hero's journey of you, you need to move away from this straight men's community that you're in right now. Cause it's not serving you. And this mm. shit break you off of that like this is going to separate you and that's part of the hero's journey is going away from everything you've known whatever you thought and believed was true so your psyche your 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 identity can fall away and you can find out who you truly are inside mm. so uh, this brings you it's, it's interesting because uh and i love what you're saying here because and it reminds me of something i heard in a podcast you did um, it was like the emotional. Oh, hold on, I had to have it up here. It's, oh, the emotional lives of black men, and you talked mm-hmm. about the the dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul, power. It's, yeah, and it's like that space between that space before the ascension, before like that awakening. And what I heard, what I'm hearing you say is like leaning into discomfort is really exploring that the what what you were looking for, man. And that had you exactly. like I'm hearing you going to different spaces. Until you found it was that emotional availability and connectivity, and the, and this is what I'm, I'm also hearing. This is where you got support because yeah. that was accountability yeah. and integrity of like, listen, this is what you want to do, and this is what we're gonna we're gonna hold you to. Yeah, yeah, it it was that support. You know, I had to. So the whole dark night of the soul. So I'm a therapist, um, licensed psychotherapist here in uh, California, and a lot of my clients come in sure anxiety and depression and things, but my view on it is a little bit different. It's a little bit so more, it's a lot more soulful and spiritual. And it's that, what do you mean? yeah, it's that these are symptoms of the person's soul or inner self saying you are out of alignment right now. You have a greater calling to answer. And because you're not doing that or haven't done that or not even aware of that being the case, the body starts mm. to react negatively. So, mm, okay. So pause for a second, because that's bringing us to where what we talked about for this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a I think it's a great time for us to pivot, even though I really am curious about these other pieces. And I want us to I want to focus on this for, for, for this time, because part of that stepping into the discomfort is is when I when I was on a call with you and I heard you talking about how your sexual experiences and also your racial experiences yep, being mixed. are a space. Yeah. Being a biracial man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm curious to know for you, like, uh, well, a couple things first, right? W- w- where do you see you holding back from this from your, in, uh, in really 
Well, actually, how do you see yourself expressing more your sexual and your uh, racial experiences? And what's the impact of... Um, yeah, let's talk of the first one first. Man. Let's go about like, how do you see, like, what are the ways you see in that you're, that you're not stepping into that sexual and racial space that you have access to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love this one. So these are places of power for me. And I think the, the, mm-hmm. the sexual energy right now, I'm single. So I'm out there mingling. I'm on Tinder. I'm on Bumble. Find me on Hitch, you know, profiles active. And um, <laughs> yeah. It's a promo right here. It's a promo. Send a nice little message. We can, you know, we'll see. Um, So for me right now, it's about identifying the the type of woman that I want and, uh, and going for her and telling her what I'm, what I'm interested in about her. And right now, because I'm single and I'm interested in Mm -hmm. sex, I'm interested in cuddling. I'm interested in some conversation, but I'm not interested in a relationship a long-term, ongoing, monogamous relationship. So for me, it's just about letting women, just being upfront with them about what it is that I'm looking for right now and seeing if it's a match between us. And for me, that's in full integrity of where I'm at now and more in power and more emboldened. Uh, I should say embodied of where I'm at right now. So I would say I'm actually, I actually am leaning in, um, quite a bit right now and it feels amazing to do that and then to show up not in the friend zone but into the oh he's he's interested in me like that zone so that feels dope personally so so was you when you well so i'm curious now especially when you said how you're approaching this right like you're approaching this from this space of like i want to i i want to connect with you in an intimate level Mm -hmm. right and whatever that means uh i'm curious like when, as you were figuring out what it is that you were really looking for, did you find yourself being more in that friend zone or did you find yourself, um, I don't know, how, how did you see yourself really approaching a, a partner prior to where you are now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty new. I'm new out of a relationship. So I'm, I'm into that out of a relationship, you know, out there, like player mode, like hoe mode, like the inner gotcha. hoe mode okay. is like on for me right now Chill. yeah yeah, yeah. Chill. so it's Chill. go time full on activation. that full activation so that <laughs> is for men who've ever been there or whatever like that's a fun ass place to be like i'm not right. gonna live there i don't live there but i'm about to live it up in that place yeah ride that I, wave. I'm, man i'm about to ride that wave it feels amazing <laughs> so that's the zone i'm in i'm having hella fun right now um right so I think initially I was just more of the like cute and cuddly and friendly. And then I was getting friend zone. It's like, Oh, this and this and women sending me hugs. And I'm like, I'm, I want kisses, like not hugs, but they were putting me in the box. So I just realized I I had to just be straight up. Like I'm, I'm reaching out for this reason. And Mm. this is actually why I'm reaching out. And if you're feeling, and some women are feeling that and they're on that vibe and it's a, it's a match, it's a connection. And some are not. And then so we go right. our own ways. And that's respectful because they know where I stand and they know where I'm at. And I'm respectful when I communicate it. But I am. I am pretty straightforward with what I want. Mm. So thank you for that, man. But the, so because I'm, I'm, like I, I found uh, the, what you say resonates with me about the friend zone. And I, I find I, I found for me is I found myself more in the friend zone with women to be disarming as a black male. 
and okay. like taking a step back. And I'm curious, like especially when you say about the racial aspect and being biracial, mm-hmm. the, um, you mentioned something about this in the corporate area, in the corporate sense. Mm-hmm. I'm curious from like that sexual sensual sec- sense, did race have anything to play in that piece of like how you approach sexuality and sensuality? Maybe, probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, pro- you know what? You know how it did, bro? Is when I was at Santa Barbara, so Santa Barbara was very, I mix in black and white, but Santa Barbara was very white Mm -hmm. and it was not just white. It was like a middle, upper middle class white. So Santa Barbara, for people that don't know, it's a, it's a paradise on earth and it's in kind of like central Southern California, very wealthy area, a lot of white people and Jewish people and just that kind of a, and, and some Latin people, Mexican people there, but you know, kind of more working class type. So that's the layout. And it's a wealthy, it's known as a wealthy area. Like Oprah has a house just south of Santa Barbara. So it's like super wealthy. So I go down there. I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from working class, you know, hip hop, baggy jeans, Tupac, you know, not from the hood, but not far from it kind of a situation and good with that and loving, you know, the culture I was brought up in. So I went there and it wasn't racism against me. It just felt like silence. It was just like be, not being invisible feeling. That hmm. fucked up. Uh, not that I can really point fingers at anybody, but the feeling, it just feels fucked up to feel invisible. So for me, there were some super hot white chicks, women, you know, down there. And I was like, damn, are they like off limits to me? Like, is this not, is, is there a racial situation going on here where... <laughs> Or, or a class situation. And so I shrunk back and I was like, let me just lean back and not even try. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking smoking hot, super, super hot women. And I didn't shoot my shot because I, I, I bought into the hype of, oh, I'm not supposed to or I'm a minority or whatever, whatever. And now I'm not doing that anymore. I'm shooting my shot right now. Um, beautiful beautiful white woman i just shot my shot with like early like an hour ago and uh you know we're gonna see how it goes but i feel awesome (laughs) about i feel awesome personally uh because i said i feel awesome because i acknowledge what i want and that's the power thank you bro i was about to call it she says yes or no it's secondary it's i put out there it's like my it's mental training and it's like it's almost, I say, there's an act of self-love and self-confidence in just saying, hey, this is what it is. This is, you know, it's very nice and respectful and all that. But this is what I'm interested in. And this is what I would like to right. happen. Are you interested? And I feel great, personally. And she hasn't responded yet. And we'll see if she does. But I feel great for doing that. So That's what's up. See, th- oh, man, the self-respect uh-huh. and self-love. It's a different path. This right from here. From like normal psychotherapy, what they would tell you to do. This is more <sighs> man's own version of self-love and self-res- self-respect. Ashe. Yes, man. Yes. And this is important. This is the, these are the types of things I want more men to hear because I, I think that there's this um, – this uh, collective uh, energy where it's like, okay, the man has to be a certain thing or a certain way in courting, especially with like, you know, how men are perceived in the, in the conditioning of men. 
how we approach women, how, how we can be direct and communicate with women. Mm-hmm. I think this is something like, um, I, I want more men to hear that it's about self-respect and self-love, which leads to knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. Know what you want, man. Mm-hmm. Like, por, por favor, please. Mm-hmm. Because this leads to so many other things. Because you, it's, like, it's like the uh, infinity. Like on one in one loop you have this um what the wants and then the other loop it's got to be the love and self self love self respect mm-hmm. you got to have both you got it's, it's it moves like uh it's it circulates between each other mm-hmm. so so in these spaces like uh was there a way that you found in your life that you or what are the ways really ha- that you shifted from that from stepping out from the racial shadow mm. um mm-hmm. into the power and that you that you know like what are you exploring right now you know i think um, it's doubling down really on being mixed race because that's my that's my experience and so the mixed race experience is a little harder to step into a narrative like with the black experience or, you know, even the Scottish experience. So I'm African-American, Scottish, Canadian. So even on the Scottish, you know, experience there, we got a crest for the Stuart clan. Like we have a, you know, a, a, a logo. We have a mascot. We have a, our colors, a tartan, you know, it's like skirt kilt that, you know, Scottish men wear. You know, when I do these podcasts and the app shorts out, I know we're hitting on some goodness. I just know it. And this is an example. So hold tight. The rest of this podcast is coming up right after this. Oh. Yeah, buddy. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, good to go. Nice, nice. Okay. Yo, man, yeah. You know, listen, man. This this is how I know this energy and content is good because we keep blacking out the waves. That's right. what's up. That's what's Overwhelming. up, man. Yeah. Woo! Man, I don't know if you can feel it, but I sure can. Lord um, God. I'm, I'm winning. Yeah, I feel it. Wow. Wow. Okay, so, man, you were talking about, you like, really doubling down. Doubling down yeah. on the biracial piece. But I want to get back to the sexuality piece that we were talking about with the gay sexuality and sexual exploration in just a moment. Because there's, yeah, there's a piece still in there. But, so, here with the, the mixed race thing. So... So what I was talking about is that uh, as far as the black community, there's uh, jumping into an identity. How far did we get? Did you get all the Scottish stuff? Yep. Yep. I got that. Okay. All right. So then let's pick up. So black community, you know, you got music, you got foods, you got history, you got a a lineage, you got heroes, you got superheroes, you got a a tragedy story, you got uh, victories, you got uh, migrations and you got, there's just spirituality. There's just, so much culture to pull on. It's, it's a narrative. It's a cohesive narrative that a bunch of people believe in based on certain experiences. So it's very easy for a lot of people. I would say a lot of black people, but even other people to jump into the identity of being black and the mixed community doesn't have that. We don't have a flag. We don't have a shared history that we all know with heroes that identify as mixed. There's a lot of people who are mixed that don't identify as mixed. So it's not like we have wow, you know, yeah. a, a narrative where you can just be like, that's us, that's our flag, that's how we dress, that's how we move. 
but we do have a unique experience of coming from these multiple worlds and uh and that's its own experience and we're a part of other communities simultaneously i'm part of the black community and scottish canadian community simultaneously so for me to lean, lean in is to lead in i'm leading when i do that when i say i'm mixed and that you know it just it's just it's 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 the most powerful place for me to be but here's the fear point the fear point is that you know i go you know i know the deal i know there are people who are like you're not black like i know that and they're deaf and most people are like you're not white unless i go to africa and then they're just like yeah because people are so like dark skinned in africa and like ghana they look at me and they're like you know white man or you know or 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 half caste is what they call people you know it's kind of an insult but for me there i just get it it's it it was what it was um i didn't take it that way um so i think for me it's about it's almost there's a level of creation to it but it has the it has the possibility of exiting me out of the black community and of and it's not really a big deal but scottish canadian community um and then it, it then it so then it's on these you know then it's like well then what because I lean heavy in the black community you know I'm I'm the leader of black right. executive men, um, and it's not because I'm so black per se although I do value being mixed with black and a lot of you know my a lot of my community engagement is in the black community, it's it's because I know that that space is needed and it's valuable and I find it valuable and my clients find it valuable yeah no I love it. I love it. I love it. Last piece. Last piece. And mixed people are often the bridge between whatever communities they're a part of. So in this case, the black community and let's say psychotherapy world, which is a very white world. So, you know, we're often like these translator types anyway, but I know the most power for me is leaning into I'm mixed and then orienting to the world from that way. And yes, I'm the leader of black executive men, and I'm and I'm biracial at the same time. Mm. So and that is that's mm. and so what does that mean? How does that work? Like what exactly does that mean? How does that work if that's the case? So I'm meaning it. I know I have to create it, and it's risk. It's, it yeah. feels like a risk because people are going to pull my card. They already have. People already do pull my card, and I have to you know find an answer. Mm. But I want to find an empowered answer. So that's that's what I haven't found yet. I'm a Well, it's interesting, right? Can you hear me? I found that yet. And that's an opportunity. Can you hear me? Hello? No, oh, please don't. All right. Yes. <laughs> You're like, no, not again. Hey, um, okay. so this is, thank you for this, man, because I have two biracial sons. One is, yeah, oh, one is black and white <laughs> and one is black and Puerto Rican. And, you know, okay. these are questions that, like, Joel, I have, you know, I want him to I, I I appreciate what you're saying because doubling down on both ends of the spectrum is a bridge. Like you got strength yeah, in yeah. both. And it's risky because like, you know, I mean my son now he's nine. And like when this conversation started coming up, it was like kindergarten. Like, am I black or white? Oh yeah, hell, it definitely. Like what? Yeah, hey, you're both, man. Like, yeah, yo, it's like superhero powers. I mean, you got like a mix. <laughs> like, yo, bro, you got mm-hmm. two different you, and I love what you say. I appreciate what you say about these two cultures that can come together within, or that have come together within you. Uh, 
I want to come back to the sexuality piece because I know I know you know you have some things that are going on in your life, so we're on a certain time. So I want to come back to that sexuality piece before we wrap up because you say you have something else you want to talk to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And man, we just opened the door on the mix. Yeah, I know, um, I know man. There's so much there, bro. It's not that right. simple. It's not just that simple of having superpowers. It's like sometimes you need to defend yourself against your yes. own people on both yes. sides. Uh, so let's keep it 100. Yeah. Keep it 100. Sometimes just for self-respect and healthy boundaries and where other people are at. You, you do. You got to do that. And so. I think that's the part that I'm leaning into is like, no, and I'm, I get to have my full experience. I'm going to have my full experience and, and I, you know, I might have to kind of go head up with, with some of my own people at, at different times for me to hold that self-respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, no disrespect for other people, but for self-respect. Bless up. Bless so, up, man. Thank <clears> you for peace that. On that. And I'm down for that for everybody. Why would I not advocate for that? For I think we get to so. have another podcast on that, on that especially, because I think that's going to be something. I'm going to go in for, for- I'm down to go in yeah, on Yeah, bro, because I think that, especially now in our culture, there's more kids of mixed races, of multiple races, yeah, man. I is. think for men going in a this lot. world, how do we talk to our sons and daughters about this? How do we, how do we guide yeah. them through the world in this piece where they, they're attacked in many areas that, honestly, I, I, I know attack for one, one primary area as a black man, all right? These cats, yeah. my, my boys are going to know it from all different ranges. So I want to come back. We're yeah. going to come back and get another podcast on that, Joel. Believe that. Man, I just think strength is what comes to mind. Mm. You know, I, I, anyway, but we're going to get to it. We're going to yes. get to it. Let's get to it. Um, for, okay, cool. So about the sexuality piece, I think the thing I learned about sexuality is there's this whole taboo against being sexual with another man. And it was really big and all the you know i grew up listening to hip-hop hip-hop is anti-gay and uh and i never really questioned it that much even though like i said i had a teacher who was gay and i and i knew that um but i just i don't know i just didn't put those two together they were in different worlds so after you know exploring and, and having some experiences myself where i was like okay this is not that big of a deal actually it's not it's not all the big deal that people make it out to be like it's some crazy thing or a horrible thing or I don't know. It's just not that big of a deal. I think there's just a whole lot of hype around it that gets put on, um, you know, gay sex or gay men with men in sexual ways. I'm now I'm not advocating for anybody to go do that. That doesn't want to do that. It's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's actually not that big of a deal um so i just think there's way too much too much put on it man especially in the straight men's community it's just way too much energy put on it it's not that so do you think it's a conditioning too though joel about for men to feel yeah 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 i think it's conditioning it's fear it's oh well what if what if they consider me gay well i'm not going to feel this way because they're going to consider me gay and if you get considered gay then you're uh, you're not going to get any women or you might get beat up or your friends won't want to hang out with you or your family will disown you. Like there's real consequences um, for being gay or, or, or do something, doing something sexual with, with another man. And I think a lot of is reality on one level. I think it's ridiculous. Um, 
So it's interesting because, like, I hear the yeah, sexuality piece, Joel, and I'm wondering, like, okay, is it the sexuality or is it the affection towards other men? Affection, sexuality. You see, because so I think that I think that might actually be. I think those two, and this is actually helping me clarify. This is hell of important here. Like, I'm learning as I'm talking. Bless up. And I bring my own experience as we, which is why I wanted to talk about this to move the agenda mm-hmm. forward so I can learn and get more clarity. So I think for me, you know, um, I think in, in Western culture, affection between men is looked at it, it's sexualized. Mm-hmm. Whereas my Muslim friends, bro, hug, fool, give, you know, give me a, a, a neck massage. Mm-hmm. Uh, for no reason, just walk up behind me and just start be like, bro, how you doing? You look stressed out, man. Here, let me rub on your neck and your back. And then I'm like, this is amazing. Like the level of touch and closeness that they have in that culture. Mm. That shit felt right. It was like, no, oh, this feels hella good. Like this closeness, right. that level of intimacy, even though it's uh, platonic, that felt perfect for me. And in Western civilization, we don't have that. It was either far apart or right. you're gay. And I was like, far apart shit ain't working, but then gay shit ain't working. So for me, I think you hit it on the head, and that's what I ultimately found. It's a level of intimacy. Right. For me, it's a non-sexual intimacy, but that's the lane for the middle path for me. It's just that level of intimacy and closeness um, that I see in some other cultures. And I think there's a taboo for on sure. that. And that's, that's sexualized. And I think that's the ridiculous piece. I think I found the, the gold in it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you for that, man. Because when you said it, that's, it sparked that in me because I know, you know, I, I, I like to hug. Like, I, I'm a big hugger. And until I got into the Mankind Project, mm-hmm. they're really, you know, I, was, I used to hold that back and be like, yo, be like, yo, man, what's up? Like the bro hug, like, you know, the kind of leaning with the shoulder and jump. And, you know, to have, like, a full-on hug, like, man, like, that felt really good. And I had to learn about that because I would have feelings like, yo, is this gay? Is this, like, what? Like, and coming from a Caribbean household, it's like, yeah. oh, hold on. And it's like. Oh, man, y'all, y'all got a tough oh, down man. the Caribbean. And I re- y'all got another, it's another level. So, like, for, you know, just for me, experiencing that, like, man, and being there, like, having another man be there for me to show affection when I was in sadness or when I was in joy and then being there for another man, I'm like, well, this is a different feeling and it's free of being sexual. Yep. It's like, Oh, Whoa. Man. Yeah, like, no, it's not dude, like, yo, and we can, and, and I, I found that that even deepens the relationship I can have with the masculine within myself. So mm-hmm. this is, I'm taking man, notes. <laughs> dude, this, is, this is why I love, this is why I love chopping it up with men like you that, that are on this conscious level or that are evolving, man, because these are the kind of conversations, especially now, Joel, more men get to have. Um, hey, so listen, I know we're at 445. Listen, how can people get in contact with you? Because you're going to be on again, and until that happens, how do they reach you? Absolutely. So I say some good ways to reach me are on championsmentalhealth.com. So you can just go there. It's spelled exactly like it sounds, www.championsmentalhealth.com health.com you can also go to i'll just put out uh yeah yeah yeah. i'm thinking probably for this this audience 
probably the urban healers. Mm. Uh, not maybe not so much black executive men per se. Although you did, you're a black man and came from corporate. But I'm just thinking if there's like mankind type guys, theurbanhealers.com. That's a great place to go. And we have monthly men's circles that are free. You can sit in and bring your, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly, and we'll be there to support you. So that's the, make sure you put that in, urbanhealers.com, theurbanhealers.com. And what's the other one, too? The black men. Let's do it. So black, yeah, so blackexecutivemen.com. That's a fi- that place is on fire right now. I would highly recommend going there, checking out the footage, checking out the golden rhinos, leading the charge for healthy manhood. Yes, it's going down at Black Executive. Exactly. Men. So that's it, it's spelled just like it Blessings. sounds. BlackExecutiveMen.com. I appreciate you, Joel. And like I give all my guests ninety seconds to communicate something that they want the guests, my listeners, to to learn or know about before they wrap up. So you have something you want to share, man? Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, there's one thing which is uh, we are in a transformational time right now with COVID-19. And part of it is because the, the aura of death looms and people are dying and everybody's thinking about that. And with that being said, uh, people are being forced to go inside literally uh, into their homes, but also into their hearts and seeing who is it that they are truly and who do they want to become and show up as in this new time and kind of this new era that we're in. So I would encourage you to do that introspection work. One of the places you can do it is at livingdaily.com. And you can do that with me from 8 o'clock to 8.20 PST time from Monday through Friday. I want you all to answer the call. Blessings, man. Jewel Love, thank you so much for this. Looking forward to when you're on again because we have some more things to discuss. Thank you, yes, brother. man. To, every- yes, sir. to everyone listening, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support, for listening to Men Talk About. Check out the other podcast because this is, again, about men's development, men's inner work, men's education, and the masculine ascension. Bless up, bless up, bless up. Peace, everybody. We're out.